happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, for a cheerful toast and Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, Raider fans. I am your host, Raider Greg. And 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 yes, you damn straight, this is your fucking host, Raider Greg. Yes, this is our first show, the original, the only iPod Raider Nation broadcast. Coming to you from the Bay Area, beautiful California, right up a little bit north of the Oakland Coliseum, the home of the Oakland Raiders. This is Talk of the Nation. I'm Neil Conan in Washington. San Francisco now plays host to both the first podcast radio station. The new ways for ordinary people to share their voices with the world has acquired a new name, citizen journalism, and it's changing the media landscape. Today we look at the changing definition of journalism and what this expanding tent means for the public in general. Uh, let's get another caller on the line. Uh, this is Greg. Greg calling from Sebastopol in California. Yes, I uh, I host a show. I author a show called the Raider Nation Podcast. And the reason I started that show was the mainstream media didn't give time to the Oakland Raiders. Even in the Bay Area here in the Bay Area, which is mainly a 49er-based media group, and even though the 49ers are in the toilet as far as, far as their team is concerned, <laughs> the Raiders don't get any respect or news. Uh-huh. So it's funny. I started my podcast. There were no podcasts for the NFL at all. Uh, there were two podcasts for the Raiders, and I was one of them. Um, it's a great way to let news out the way it used to be back in the day in the village press where you knew the people letting the news out, you knew the town, you knew the community. And, Greg, uh, look forward to the year. you got a couple of pretty good receivers out there this year. Oh, very good. I, I look forward to it, too, and please tune into it, because uh, Raider Nation podcast rocks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Greg, and we appreciate the unsolicited advertisement. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. We have the legend, John Vela. Number 75, John Vela. From 1972 to 1979, right tackle for the Oakland Raiders. When you came to the Raiders, uh, when did you get a chance to meet Al Davis, and what was that like? Yeah, uh, you know, I noticed, you know, it was obvious that in those days, I know it's different now that he's gotten older, but in those days he never missed a practice. And not only never missed a practice, I mean, he was out there for the whole practice. And in double days, was out there for both practices. And it was not uncommon for him to call over an assistant right during a drill to correct something. And for Davis would never go on the field and act like a coach, but but he'd be right there, call over the assistant, correct him on a coaching technique that would not where we could hear it, not to embarrass the coach, but but I but but you could tell it was because he'd come back and he'd. He, he, you could tell the coach changed it a little bit on how he was explaining to block a play or, you know, something like that. But um, so, so, so you really saw his involvement and his knowledge of the game um, from 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 really day one when I was a Raider. Um, and and you know another thing that winning 
the players have always been most important. Which, if you're a player, shoot, that's what you want. You want an owner that wants to win. And, and and just like he does now, you know, getting a Randy Moss, getting a Jordan, it's not changed. I mean, he brought in guys like Hendricks, Matuzak. I mean, every year it was like, hey, it's not like he he was right every time. I mean, you know, I mean, but 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 the players knew that he was trying. Where some owners, some players had experiences at other teams where owners were very content to have a, a rookie six-round choice be the backup at a certain position. Well, geez, that back, that six-round choice may not be ready. Well, if this guy goes down, we got to actually start this guy and who, who, who's barely making the team, and maybe he's not good enough to, to even make the team. And, and where Davis would never be caught short. I mean, you always had the feeling that, man, he's trying to improve the team, which for the players, that's all you want an owner to be, where you you know you're there to play and win and have your best chance and you always felt Davis was giving you the best chance. He he, he would never cut corners as far as um, one thing I experienced in Minnesota. Uh, when we traveled, the owner would charter a hundred seat plane and there there would be a hundred people traveling, so there would be two hundred and eighty pound, two hundred seventy pound linemen sitting three across. Well, the Raiders, he never did that. He would charter, for example, there would be 100 people flying. He'd charter a plane that's at 150, and the, and the 50 players traveling would have have a seat in between. Players would always sit window and aisle with an open seat in the middle. And we just took that for granted. But, but until you went to another team, and obviously that owner for the Vikings wanted to save a few dollars, charter, charter a smaller plane, and didn't care the players sat three across. Well... You know, all that makes a difference when you're traveling five hours across the country and you're a little more comfortable, and Davis knew that. And, 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 and there's other examples. I mean, shoot, as far as the type of hotel and, and the food and uh, the equipment. He always had to have the newest equipment, the newest exercise stuff, and the newest elbow protectors and the newest everything. I mean, he was, you know, so whatever what was new, whatever he thought could help the team, win, and, and uh, there was no cutting corners, and you really noticed that as a player, which made it super first class to play for a guy like that. Welcome to the Black Hole. Welcome to the Black Hole. Welcome to the Black Hole. We are one day before game day, the home opener at the Oakland Coliseum against our hated rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. I am so pumped about this game. We're going to do it. We're home. We're home. Fuck the Chiefs. We are home, and they are coming to our house. Randy Moss, guaranteed two touchdowns. Come on, Moss, baby. You can do it. Porter, Curry, Morant, we can do it. Carlos Francis, Alvis Wooded, we got it, baby. Listen to those names. You remember how these guys play. I told you on my last podcast, Randy Moss is... I tell you, he's three months away from out of here. Him and Porter can both go, and they could tell, take Alvis Witted just as kind of a bonus thing because we don't need him either because he's not happening. Offensive line was excellent. The running game was also very good. I mean, look who we were playing. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are no joke. They're real, the real deal. They show it by being 2-0. and So the Raiders have a very tough schedule. 
I mean, to come out and play the Patriots and then at home with the Chiefs and then on the road to the Eagles, that is a tough three games right there. Very tough. And we knew that coming into the season. And I had high expectations just like the rest of you Raider fans. And we should have had high expectations because this is our team. Every year I have high expectations. I don't care what happens in the offseason. I always feel that our team can do it. And that's part of being a Raider fan, unlike any other fan in the world. I had, I've had people say, how can you continue to watch them because they're losing? Well, how, how can you continue to say that to me? Because you should know that every Raider fan always has hope. We've got to have hope all the time. This is our team. This is the Oakland Raiders. Some of the positive things I can say about the game and the team, which you know I'm, I'm touting because it's very important for me to spread this word to the Raider Nation. If you remember back in 1997, 98, and 99, when Gruden had the team and we were just starting to build our offense and our defense, before we had three years of AFC championships, we had the, the team that had to gel. This is what I feel we're into right now. We have a team that is on the verge of gelling together. We almost won this game. You know why? I'll tell you in the third quarter. I could hear the voice of Rod Serling in the twilight zone. You're traveling through time and space. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only sight and sound, but of mind. There's a signpost up ahead. The next stop. The end zone. Well, I was hoping that. I was hoping we were going to get into the end zone in the third quarter. Figuring we had 208 yards of offense in the first half and 44, or 42, excuse me, in the second half. You are the asshole of the month. Until you know the Raider Nation, Ray Ratto, shut your ass. The fact that you don't like our team is one thing, but any time these guys attack the fan is a total mind-blowing thing. That's like saying that a certain population is bad. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's being very, very one-sided. We're thugs. I've heard it before. You've heard it all. You've heard all of them. We're thugs. We're gangsters. We're gang members. You know, sure, we all are. We're gang members. We all belong to the same gang. The Oakland Raiders fans. You know what? Right on. I'm proud to be a member of the club. You should be a proud member of any club, you dweeb. I can't believe as a reporter you can write such a one-sided crappy article about not only my team, but the fans that I sit next to every Sunday enjoy beer, laughs, and great comments and banter about football. You are the asshole of the month. Okay. Sorry, had to go on a tangent because if I didn't, I was going to freaking explode. Thank you, Raider Nation, for listening to me. I appreciate it. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories, Tom Walsh. First of all, before I get into my spiel here, I want to thank Tom Walsh, really, um, for going in there and having a tough job, man. He had a tough job 
And the guy, uh, he sacked up really because he knew he was out of the game, but he was trying. Archell put his confidence in Tom. And um, <clears throat> you guys know how I felt about Tom Walsh in the beginning because I went over it very explicitly and then tried to bury it just like, you know, cats do. And that's kind of what that was all about. I want to thank Tom for the effort he put in. I'm sure he tried his very best. I'm sure his efforts um, were everything he could give. And it just wasn't enough. Not enough for the Raiders. Not enough for the Raider Nation. That's for doggone sure. Um, And if you want to look at RaiderTake.com from the Black Flag Network... Check it out. He's got a great blog. He talks about Tom Walsh as well. Tom Walsh and I have a history dating back from when he was very first hired. And we've had some fun with Tom, haven't we, Randy? Of course, we've had fun with Tom. We started off calling him inept. His play calling was, I remember somebody called it pedestrian. I can't even believe that they would even call it that. Pretty cool, I think. Of course, dumbass, asshole of the week. We could go on. And, of course, we'll no one will forget this one. Tom Walsh, the Scarecrow. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Well, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours. And, of course, Tom Walsh... From Brokeback, I, duh, ho. We can't forget the Tom Walsh, Mr. Potato Head take. That was funny. Announcing a new arrival. Uh, Mr. Potato Head. Oh, that's me. Congratulations. Oh. It's a potato. Oh. Oh. It's Mr. Potato Head family. There's Mr. and Mrs. And Baby, too. Baby. And Tom, the Tom the turkey was kind of the last thing. It came out last. We have to use it last. So, Tom, here's a combination of your own private Idaho and Tom the turkey. <laughs> yes, Tom, we have to thank you so much for the five, seven, ten-step drops. The 56 record sacks in the NFL. Thank you so much for those. I'm sure the quarterbacks love you for it. Oh, no. The 3-15 and 15 in off-tackle runs, many times less than a yard. Sitting on a lead, ever be it so thin, so pitifully thin, and making our defense work their ass off to make things happen. Couldn't get anything done. In the second half, Mr. No Adjustment, Walsh. Tom, thanks for the memories. I'll always have to reflect back on this year and remember how pitiful our offense was. So back to your streetlights and sewer problems. Back to flipping flapjacks out of your ass crack. Nice talking to you, Tom. Please. Please. Don't come back. We can beat their ass. Let's take the wood to them. Well, we squished the fish. You gotta love it. Let me tell you, Steeler fan. Steeler fan doesn't realize that, well, Raider fan 
ain't selling his mofo tickets to no Steeler black and gold wearing punk ass biatch. Excuse me, I went out on a tangent. Defense has got to stop Parker from running the ball. They don't have the bus, and there ain't no bus stop at the Oakland Coliseum. The Princess of Darkness. <laughs> I love it. Gosh, dog it, man. I hate to go over this stuff, but damn it. I cannot believe how shitty we are, man. It blows me away. As for the Rams game, I am not going to tell you anymore. It was painful. I told you at the beginning of the podcast, you can pull the freaking bamboo splinters out from underneath your fingernails because it's over. Stick your fingers in ice, take a big sigh, suck down a shot of Jack Daniels, and just go back to your life. Because this game was freaking painful. So, could Candy Moss become a pussy? That's quite possible. Now, I'm sure Jerry Porter wants to play because he is not making any money if he ain't playing. So, um, that's what's going to happen. I hope that he kisses um, Al's ass or whoever's ass he has to put his lips on, get them on there and get things going. Glue your lips on their ass if you have to, Porter. That's all I got to say about that. I love it! And if you're wondering why I'm so up, well, you know what? I'm tired of being down. You know what I'm saying. Now, I'll tell you this. Any game is a great game. To see a sea of silver and black out there, people just loving it, working it up. When you want to partay in the NFL in California, period. The Coliseum is where it starts and it ends. It is the place to rock and roll and party down in the NFL. We have the best fans in sports. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm talking. I love the Raider Nation. It is an awesome spectacle. And to make it better, well, I can't even see how they're going to do it. This is Raider Greg. This is Raider Greg. And I, and I, and I, And good night to all. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Well, there you have it, Raider Nation. (laughs) You got a little taste of uh, the Raider Nation podcast from all those years, different shows. There's a whole lot more. Randy put a lot of time into this, and uh, I just think it's funny. (laughs) We have had a great time with you, and if it wasn't for you, there would definitely be no us over here. And, uh, well, we just thank you for all that you guys do in the forum and the bone line and the the contributions because it makes the show, man. We love you guys. It's awesome. It's for you guys. And, well, there you go. So (laughs) you got a little taste, as a friend of mine likes to say, I give me a little taste of that. Got a little taste of what's happened here at Raider Nation Podcast over the last three Years, or I call them seasons. How about that? Boy, we sound real fancy and upscale, huh? I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> well, this show is show 197. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about 
call my city Oaktown The city of Oak Oaktown Oh, don't you know Oaktown Do you know about my city Oaktown The city of Oak Oaktown Oh, don't you know Now let's take a little trip down memory lane My brothers played nothing but the big game All right, DMC signs a contract This is beautiful news And he's in We're going to hit on that And we're going to hit on this too We're going to hit on PFT needs emotional rescue. Well, get the fuck over it, PFT, because give me a break. Of all the times I read pro football talk, they've got great things. It's rumor mill. They've got a great staff, great writers. But this, this is some bullshit. And we're going to talk about that. And we will definitely hit the bone line. we got a lot going on in this show. 197. Well, Darren McFadden signs a contract. Thank the Lord. And, you know... You'd have thought you'd hear the mountains moving and screaming and crying, the ocean, everything, because the mainstream media, the sports idiots or sports, you know, gurus, whatever you want to call them, uh, they were sure that it was going to be a holdout. The drama, everything was just eliminated from the situation. And you thought Lane Kiffin had a baby. He was elated. You see his eyes? He looked like a kid at Christmas morning. Big-time help for his team. He is so pumped about this, and he can't hold it in, which is really good for us. And the fact that you can see that in him is a great, great thing. Yes, DMC signs for a great contract, $26 million guaranteed. And there are some people are saying up to $19 million. I think it's a lot of uh, contract ease, as you know, a lot of legal jargon. $60 million over six years. There's reasons for that. Um, he gets a guaranteed $7.9 million more in his bonus because it's a six-year deal. Uh, very complicated uh, contracts these days for these players, but he's getting paid, and he's getting paid to play. I'll tell you this right now. This kid's press conference says a lot to me as a Raider fan. I look at him, the way he answers these questions. I mean, they're not crazy questions, but the way he answers them, he's a gentleman. The guy's got some class. He's very humble, and when he talks about being humble, you can see it in him, man. I'm telling you, I like this cat a lot, and I just think he's going to go crazy all over people and busting people down, downfield, man. I can't wait to see some of these people in the secondary trying to make a U-turn as he blows right by them at mock speed. All they see is a blur. Okay, so everybody was happy. Lane Kiffin was just so elated. It was beautiful to see. Gives me a lot of confidence in this next season, and I look forward to DMC putting some people down, man. I love it. His straight arms, his stiff arms are brutal, and uh, I think he's going to be running over some folks, and that's cool. It's a funny thing. Napoleon Kaufman was there at camp and was watching him because he was just um, – Followed him in school, actually. Napoleon Kaufman said that he followed him 
through his college career. That's interesting for Kaufman, of course, a Raider, 95 to 2000, averaging 4.9 yards per carry. That's right, folks. He left to be a preacher, followed his uh, instincts. The Lord took him and used him in great ways. What can you say other than he's doing a great job? He did a great job for the Raiders, too. Bummer he left. You know, here you got a guy that was making almost five yards of carry consistently, and uh, he's looking at McFadden, and he had a lot of positive praise about this guy's quickness, his speed, the way he can change direction. I'm telling you, man, you better be ready because you're going to be blown away. You'll be standing there with popcorn falling out of your face as you're holding the popcorn (laughs) as you see this guy bust out a run for 50 yards to the end zone. McFadden is the real deal, partner. And don't forget it. Some other things. Chris Morris, of course, is replacing Jeremy Newberry. It's a good thing to see. He's moving into position. It seems to be really comfortable for people who are on the scene checking it out. John Wade, of course, from Tampa Bay, the veteran, is a strong leader, and he's a very, very tough guy. Seems to me that our offensive line, just like I said last year, needed some leadership, needed some guys to go in there with some veteran style that weren't all busted up and uh, make it happen. Our offensive line, I'm telling you, it's looking good to me. With Tom Cable, oh, it's going to be a sweet treat for the Raider Nation, no doubt. So welcome, DMC, to the Raider Nation. You're going to dig it. And you think you've seen, he talks about the crowds, he talks about wanting to see the Raider Nation and how people in Arkansas were crazed fans. Well, let me tell you what, Padna, you ain't seen it yet. Because when we play the donk hose, you're going to see it big time. And you're going to realize that this ain't Arkansas. I don't think so, Tim. Don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Is liars, give me a shovel. Some writers I know are damn devils. From them I say, don't believe the hype. They're claiming I'm a criminal. But now I wonder how. Some people never know. The enemy could be the friend guardian. I'm now a hooligan. I rock the party and don't, don't believe, don't believe the hype. Now, I said before, I like PFT, ProFootballTalk.com. It's a great site. They got a lot of good things. They try to break a lot of news right away. But with this particular little jab, they are way off base. And PFT, slap a pad, partner, and get over it. Because when I read this to the nation, they're going to be going, please get over it. There's a bunch of comments. I'm going to go over some of those as well. But I'm going to go ahead and read this particular. I don't know why they even put this in there. but It was posted by Mike Florio on June 6th. Slap a pad, Patna. The title of the article is Raiders Ticket Holders Get an Inside Scoop. Now that we're squarely within the 21st century, most NFL teams send out official news releases to media by email. We've snuck our email address into most of the team's list, which allows us to keep up with the site and keep our site current regarding all new development signings, uh, retirements, suspensions, trades, etc. The Raiders, however, have advised us that they only post news on their official website and they use no email system for advising the media of any 
developments. Whoa. As it turns out, the Raiders do use email when it comes to informing season ticket holders of certain developments. Last night at 10.46 local time, the following was sent by the team. As Raiders season ticket holder, we want you to be the first to know that the Oakland Raiders have officially signed running back Darren McFadden to his player contract. McFadden signed his contract at the Raiders training facility in Alameda, where he has been practicing in minicamp. And, of course, it goes on to say, the email concluded with an invitation to get your number 20 Darren McFadden jersey at any Raider Image location or shop online. Now, before I go on any more with this article with from PFT, let me just comment on what I've read so far. First of all, the Raiders have been a secret organization <laughs> from the beginning. Thus, the mystique, PFT, is anybody there old enough to remember the mystique of the Raiders? Okay, let me just get that straight right off the bat. Second of all, do your fucking job as a journalist and get your ass out there and get the information, partner. Send somebody over to the facility, make friends, do what you could do, because I know I've still got not got a press pass, and I'm still trying to get in, and I do a show about these teams. And you're just like, you know, getting news for everybody. Long story short. Slap a pad, man. Get over it. And of course, they're going to give the season tickets holder something. I mean, it's not like they're paying us something or giving us some type of treat. They're not giving us the Derry McFadden jersey. Of course, they want us to buy their stuff. It's our team. Get it? The fact that they give season ticket holders this information is awesome. I am a season ticket holder. And being a season ticket holder, it's kind of nice when you put down that kind of money to get a little inside scoop. It's kind of nice. Right on, Raiders. Let me continue with this article. Some readers complain that there's a bias against the, in the media against the Raiders. You think? If there is, this odd double standard reflects an attitude towards the media that could prompt some in the media to develop such a bias. Oh, really? Instead of assisting the media in performance of their duties by creating the email list that communicates information of this kind to all other news sources instantaneously, the Raiders have opted to use their season ticket holder email list as a PR tool, giving the paying customers the inside scoop on the McFadden signing. Well, no shit. Presumably, they go on to say, the goal is to use this kind of inside information to persuade season ticket holders to keep buying season tickets and to perhaps prompt folks who currently aren't season ticket holders to break out the checkbook. The last time we checked, however, the best way to maximize the pool of season ticket holders is by winning more games than the team loses on a consistent basis. Brilliant. That's why you guys are football gurus. Is that why? Because you could spout out bullshit like that? Please. There's an update here. We have since learned that the Raiders have an email system for alerting media of signings, trades, etc., the odd part about it, this is that we have specifically told on April 2008 in response to an email I sent to the team's PR development director, there is no such system. 
And so either the person who responded to my inquiry was <clears throat> brain dead or the person didn't regard PFT as worthy of being on the list. I think that's it, buddy. I think you finally got it. A fabricated reason that you weren't included. Well, I don't think it's fabricated. I think it's pretty true right now. Your butt sore. Well, get over it, PFT. I like you guys. You guys are pretty good. You're usually, you know, you hit things when they have to be hit, but then you let things go the way they should be. But this time, you're off base, Padna, and you're digging way deep into something that, you know, <laughs> doesn't need that much. So, PFT, just get the fuck over it. Okay, now let's get to the bone line. That's right. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Come on, Raider Nation. Get on the bone line. Bored. Whatever. Pissed off air throw lady. Just kick the dog. Whatever. You're getting some bad news about the Raiders. Get on there and vent, Patna. Tell us what you think about the seasons, about our show, about whatever you want. You know, it's a family here at the Raider Nation Podcast, and we just want to hear from you guys. So, this week's bone line. Let's roll, Randy. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 1-800-620-7181. Fire to the bone. What is up, Raider Greg and Raider Nation? This is Yanni, first-time caller. I was hella bored, so I was just decided to call because I love the show and talk about the season. Anyways, I'm going to start with the first game because I have a bunch of 49er friends, and I just want to kick their ass in preseason. So that's step number one. So now the season. Denver Broncos. We have to win that game. I hate the Broncos. The donkeys, they could suck it. I don't know. I hate them. Kansas City Queefs, that's a win. 2-0 right there. Buffalo Bills, hmm, yeah, we could take that one. 3-0. San Diego Chargers, I'm only 14, and I still have enough common sense to know we probably won't win that one. So 3-1 going into our bye week. Next, we'll play New Orleans. Uh, maybe I'm going to take us, but I'll give us a loss. So 3-2. and two. New York Jets. That's going to be tough, but we could do it. 4-2. and two. Then we'll go to Baltimore. 4-3. and three. Atlanta. 5-3. and three. Carolina. 6-3. and three. Miami. 7-3. and three. Denver. I think we'll win both games because I hate them. So that's 8-3. and three. Kansas City, we could take them 9-3. and three. And then our last four games are hell. And I don't see us winning any of them. Maybe we could beat San Diego Chargeless. But... That's only because we'll probably have momentum going into it, but I don't think so, even though they're pretty low now with loss of Lorenzo Neal, LT, and all those injuries. Like Antonio Gates with the toe, which people don't normally get stay healthy after their toe injury messes their careers up. But I still see it's not one of that. That's a big improvement from four losing seasons in a row. So anyways, uh, just want to call in, get on the bone line. Anyways, go Raiders and go Raider Nation. Bye. First-time caller, Yanni. Yeah, well, I hate the 49ers, too. You know, because they're punks and they're fair-weather fans. And trust me, Randy and I get the work on those guys all the time. 
Trust me, it's a battle here constantly, and you know what I'm talking about. Well, I'll talk about the games, and this year we've got a pretty good season ahead of us. The NFL gods have graced us with a decent season, not too tough. Actually, should be a little bit soft. I expect there to be some momentum and some moves, and I think seven or eight wins could be definite expectations. Nine would be incredible. Our last four games are brutal. And in order for our team to step up and go to the next level, we got to have everybody on the same page, and I think we are getting there very, very quick. The Raiders are on their way, buddy, and I think everybody, everybody knows. So thank you, man, for your support. Yanni, don't be a stranger, partner. Get on here and do it again. Raider Mike! Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike calling in once again. Just uh, thought I'd put my two cents in again. I just wanted to say, first of all, Randy does a hell of a job on that forum and that website. I think it's uh, a really, really awesome thing. And I envy his uh, his grasp of the Raiders, and his takes are pretty uh, pretty in depth. And uh, also Raider Greg, you know I just, I just enjoy listening to you, man. That last podcast just made me hysterical. Some of the things you were saying there is just funny. I just want you guys to keep it up. But I also think that uh, everybody out there, you know, listening to this podcast should think about considering contributing to the show. You know, even the $5 a month, that's a small price to pay for such a quality show and, and a quality website with a quality forum. And uh, I just think it's a good thing, and the more the merrier, you know, for the show. But, um, you know, I think the Raiders are heading in the right direction. And uh, pretty excited about the season coming up. And, uh, you know, screw all the Raider-hater media that's out there. Uh, it just, you know, goes in one ear and goes out the other to me. And I just kind of laugh. But it's kind of cool, you know, this uh, one thing I wanted to touch on was the was the forum. I just think that it's <laughs> it's just totally awesome. And, you know, and the, and the it's just a lot of fun. You know, a lot of, a lot of opinions out there. And it's cool reading about them. And, and uh, I mean, there's just some great stuff out there. And I, I think that every person out there puts their opinion out there, you know, is totally right, you know, in their own kind of way. So I just, uh, I like that forum, man. It's just a good time, a good thing to pass time when in between podcasts. And I think everybody should get on there and get signed up and become a member because it, it's good stuff. But uh, one of the main reasons that I really am calling is uh, that last podcast you guys were uh, talking about uh, sea bass and doing a little bit of uh, sea bass bashing. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I think that's not fair. You know, yeah, he's had a couple bad seasons lately. You know, he's missed some big field goals in, in, in games. But, you know, I mean, after we drafted him, people forget that, you know, we went 33-15. and 15. You know, I have to say that was a pretty good draft choice, especially at that time. Um, before that, we had Cole Ford and uh, I can't remember the other scrubs names that lost us games even more before that. But, you know, I mean, he single-handedly beat the Chargers in 2000 with a rate of record of five field goals 
and there was no touchdowns in that game. And you can remember that was the same game where that Raider fan stabbed that Charger fan. Uh, but, you know, he single-handedly has, has won games on his own. So to sit there and say that, you know, he's never done anything or, you know, he's worthless, it's just, I don't know. I think that's unfair. I mean, he still holds the longest field goal in Raider history of 55 yards and almost was an upright away from breaking the all-time record last year of 64 yards. I think it was almost 65, I think. It would be about 64 and a half that game last year at home. Um, you know, so now I know he struggled. But, you know, so is Mike Vanderjack, you know, Adam Venteri, Robert Gold. You know, I mean, those guys are good, and, and, and they struggle. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like golfing, you know. I mean, you know, sometimes you got got your game on and sometimes you don't. And uh, it's just, you know, lately Sebastian hasn't had his game on. So, I, I don't know. I just think it's not fair to bash Seabass. And once he gets back on track, people will be backpedaling on their bashing. You know, I, I, I mean, really. I mean, what, what kicker is out there in the league that could replace him right now. I, I want someone to, to call in and, and and tell me what kicker would be out there realistically that would be available that could replace him and and do as good a job or better. I can't really think of any. So I don't know. I, I just think that it's just people need to back off on Seabass, man. I love the guy. You know, he's had a couple bad years, but so have the Raiders as a whole. I mean, come on, we've won 19 games in 15 years. I mean, give him a break. I think he's done, he's done his part, and he will do his part again later. It will come back, and once we start winning, you know, it's going to breed success all up and down the board from every position. So, anyway, keep up the good stuff, Raider Greg and Randy. I love this show. I love that forum. And uh, go Raiders. Raider Mike, regular contributor, right on, brother. Nice to hear from you. And uh, thank you very much for, you know, <laughs> it's hard to take compliments, man. I'm telling you right now. And we appreciate it. Randy and I both really do. And we put this show on because we dig the fans. We have a great time. Uh, and as far as contributions go, we thank everybody. I, If I don't do it enough, man, it's not because I don't think about it all the time. So let me do it again. I thank everybody who contributes to our little show it's, I'm not making, we're not, you know, <laughs> busting the bank. It helps a little bit here and there with bandwidth and things we ought to get for the show. That's it. If you can do it, it's great. If you can't, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> Every little bit helps. But thanks for the plug, man. I really, really appreciate it. Randy does too. And you help make things happen. Guys like you in the forum. Randy changed the forum a while back, and I was pissed. Because it was just like not the basic forum. Well, now it's got all these people, much more participation. Randy's done a great job. That's right, partner. You've done a great job. And you deserve everything for that, man. Because this forum, it kicks ass. I mean, I enjoy getting in there and reading everybody's deal. It's very cool. The interactive stuff is cool. And now, Seabass Shanksky. <laughs> I don't hate Sebastian Janikowski or Joe Cutterfish Bodeski. <laughs> it's just that. 
He's won some games. The San Diego game was a great example. Five field goals. It was heartbreaking to see that happen. We couldn't get in the end zone. But five field goals, absolutely true. And I was there when he almost made the record for the longest kick. He's a good kicker. Don't get me wrong. But in the clutch, when you talk about Vanderjack, Vanderjack might miss a kick on some game that's not very important. When it comes down to the real deal and winning these big games, Jano, that's where he needs to step up because that's where you get remembered, man. You don't get remembered for the seven games you did great for. You can remember for the playoff game when you missed two field goals and that was it. We lost. That's the kind of stuff that Jano is kind of, you know, suspect of. And I like the guy, the Polish cannon rocks. But you got to give heat where heat is due. He was a first-round draft pick, man. That's like Jamarcus Russell. That's like Darren McFadden. Can you put Jankowski in there? He's a good kicker, but I don't think he's a first-round guy. But he, And he's no Ray guy. So let's just put it that way. And I'm all for him, man. I want him to make every kick. But sometimes he just pisses me off. Raul Oliveros. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raul Oliveros, also known as Oliveros33. Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden is signed. He has taken the papers, as Raider Greg would say. That's a good deal, Raider Nation. I don't know exactly how much he signed for. But at least he's not going to hold out like last year's number one draft pick. On another note, Stewart's ragged. Instead of being grateful, saying, thank you, Raiders. I appreciate what you guys did for me. How are you going to walk away and talk shit? I hope you burn down in Washington. That's it, Raider Nation. Semper Fi, Raul Oliveros. Out. Thanks for coming in again, Padna. I love hearing you guys that come in over and over. I love it. Keep them coming. Keep your comments in there. I love hearing them. And people on the show like to hear it too. It's very, very cool. Now, as far as Stewie is concerned, man, I got to tell you, I haven't read anything that Stuart Swaggart said that was bad. I know he said he got to his new team. He's trying to feel all buddy-buddy. He's finally at a place where he can relax, blah, 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 blah. But what do you expect the guy to say? He didn't say the Raiders blew. He didn't say this guy was bad and that guy was bad. I am sure that there's nothing that he said. I haven't read anything. If he has, stick it to me, man, because I'd love to know. But I don't think he said anything bad. Stewie's a classy dude. I don't think he would do that. I think he's just trying to fit in with his new dead skins. <laughs> and I kind of feel sorry for the guy, as you should too. In two years, we'll be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is Kenny Harris from College Station, Texas. I'm a huge Raiders fan. I've always been. I just wanted to say that I just, I just don't think there's any possible way that we won't have a winning record this next year. With the schedule that we have, and, I don't know, I just think Darren McFadden is just going to be just like Adrian Peterson, if not better. And then I think Jamarcus Russell is going to come into his own this year. But I just don't think I – don't, I don't see us having another losing season. I haven't felt this way since Gannon was there. So, hopefully it will be a good season. I'm out. We did sign DMC. 
and it is a great thing. We got him done. The kid wants to play. You know what? He wants to play. Okay? He wants to play the game. Dice Q! Hey, Raider Greg, it's a quiet week in the NFL. Quiet that they're, they're playing some games on the NFL Network that are reruns. And to placate the Raider Nation, they selected what they deemed to be one of our better wins, a, a 2004 win in the snow in Denver. I, for one, am missed that a, a team that's won five AFL or AFC championship games, countless number of great regular season wins, as we are the team of the decades, even even in this decade, uh, the, the 2002 game where we beat the Ponies on Monday night or the game in Pittsburgh on the Sunday night would be much better choices than that half-assed game in the snow in that abomination of a season known as 2004 would be replayed. What are they trying to associate the Oakland Raiders with the Arizona Cardinals or some foolhardy team? This is a disgrace to the silver and black name that they would show this game. Well, that's my take, and I'm out. Nice cue, baby. I love it. I love it, man. I love that handle. Okay. Now, you're saying that you don't like it, that the NFL reruns shows the Denver game from the 2004 season. Well, I can tell you this. Being involved in the 2004 season always – at the expectations were still that we were going to turn it around because not too long ago in 2002, as you remember, we went to the Super Bowl. So any positive game after that was a pretty big deal. And I'll tell you this, the Raiders, when they beat Denver in the snowball, I like to call it, in 2004, my friend, that was a tremendous win with very poor coaching, poor quarterback, and people that just didn't get it together with Kerry Collins and crew. Jerry Porter played his best game ever as a Raider that night. His best game ever. And I'm telling you, he played a lot of games. And I'll tell you another thing. Ronald Curry was magic. It was a night where we could do no wrong and Denver at home in their own mile-high pile of shit house got punked in their own backyard. There is nothing sweeter than to beat the Broncos at home in their own stadium with their overpaid seat prices and the Shannarat flipping out. It's priceless, Padna. I think it was well worth seeing, and I'd like to see it again, quite honestly. <laughs> Hello Raider Nation, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England, and it's also Big Raider Dave, um, just say hello Raider Nation, and um, greetings to Greg and Randy, congratulations on three years of doing the Raider Nation podcast, 
Um, we've been listening uh, from it from very early on and uh, met Greg, I think it was Greg and Randy in the first year um, at the Coliseum when we came over to see the game against the Bills. Um, great day that was. Um, basically, just saying that we're looking forward to coming over for the game against the Panthers in November. And um, since we've been coming over now, we've met like loads of great people, really, really great people. Uh, Raider Greg himself, Randy the Bald Raider, top bloke, great man. And of course the Charmaniac, um, Rick and his, and his young boys, uh, Raider Tommy, New York Tommy, uh, Sean from the Raider Take. Of course there's always all the guys at the fire station, um, great bunch of lads there. Um, and uh, another whole heap of people at the actual Raider organisation. Uh, Cheryl, Amy, Peter, and of course Angela and Fred from the Belitnikov Foundation. And of course everyone at Ricky's Bar. Um, basically, just keep up the great work um, doing the podcast. We really love listening to them in the UK. Um, they're a great source of information as well as a great source of entertainment. Um, so, as, again, we're just looking forward to coming over. And if, you, if there's people there who never really sort of go to the games or do go to the games but don't go and meet Greg and Randy, they've got to go over there and meet them. They're fantastic people. You'll have a great time. And um, it's a ball. We have a ball when we go over there. Um, anyway, guys, take care. And we look forward to seeing you in November. Um, and come and meet us. Come and say hello. All right, take care. I'll pass you over to Keith. And uh, see you soon. Bye. Hello, Raider Nation. Yes, we're looking forward to coming back again in November. As Big Dave Chapman says, we're coming over for that Panthers game and then I'm off to Miami the week after to see the uh, the Raiders take on the Finns. It's been a busy time for us here in the UK as we've been uh, getting our tickets to, to cheer the New Orleans Saints on at Wembley this uh, uh, coming October when they take the Chargers to the sword here in London. So we're looking forward to seeing those San Diego Chargers go down in London. And we'll be giving LaDamian Thompson a good warm welcome to London because that's what he deserves. He needs to know that the Raider Nation is, is worldwide and we'll have our black hole at Wembley Stadium to greet him uh, when he comes into our town. So, as I say, it's, it's great. Hope you uh, guys uh, keep up the great work that you do on the podcast. Enjoy the, the Royal Britannia background music that we have today, played by our wonderful Royal Marines marching band. And uh, as I say, on behalf of all the nation, Greg, Randy, we appreciate the work you do. You know how much it means to us from the last three years of us coming there when we first met just for that short time in the car park lot to where we are now uh, interacting with all the, uh, the nation, the, the players, the parking lot, the radio shows and everything. So let's end this podcast uh, uh, call to you with the last blast of Royal Britannia and the Royal Marines. Go Raiders! Dave, Keith, and Richard. Let's not forget about Richard, the Crusader Raider, Keith Smith, the Raider fan that encompasses all that is Raiderdom in the United Kingdom, man. He is the bomb. you got to come and see him in November when the Panthers play at home against the Raiders. Keith, Dave, Richard are such cool cats. They're very cool, representing big time. You know, these guys had the Raider Nation flag flying there at Stonehenge, the Eiffel Tower. 
I can't even go over all the places, but we'll have those pictures up on the website for sure. And check it out, man. This guy is the real deal. And people walk up to him and talk to him about the Raiders. This guy is the European representation. Huge. Big-time ambassador for the Oakland Raiders. I love these cats. These are my brothers from England, and they rock harsh. I'm telling you. You got to get there at the game, playing the Panthers. Big, big time. I'm telling you, this guy comes over from England and schedules his vacation around Raider games. Keith is going to go see the Raiders play Miami. Yeah. And here's another cool thing about it. When the Saints play the chargeless, boltless, nutless Chargers at Wembley Stadium in England, guess who's going to be there to spit beer at an LT? There'll be a row of booze from the black hole at Wembley. Wembley, excuse me. These guys are going to represent the Raiders right there in that game and are rooting, of course, for the Saints to take it to them. I love it. You can't beat that, man. And just let me tell you right now, you cannot beat the Raider fan. You cannot beat the Raider nation. I love doing this. Randy and I dig it. It is fun. And what makes it fun and real and cool is you guys out there. And we just have a ball. And so it's all about the Raiders. It's all about the Raider Nation. It's about getting the information out to you guys so you could feel the experiences. Like when we do our podcast, videocast, you can be there in the parking lot with Dave, Keith, Richard. You don't have to be there because you're in Oklahoma. I'm sorry, but you can check it out. Or you're in Alaska or Venezuela or Italy or Russia or Afghanistan, or Pakistan, or anywhere else, you can get your fix of what's happening in Alameda right there in Oak Town at the Coliseum game day on our Radio videocast, and we'll be doing that again this year. Thank you to all the contributors to our show. You know, we've been doing this for three years. We hope to continue. We hope to make it better and more fun, and more interactive. And we just want to keep this thing going because it's quite honestly one of the best things that's ever happened to me before. And I think I could probably speak for Randy. I won't, though, but I can certainly speak for me. Thanks for tuning in, man. And I hope that you get a chuckle out of every show because that's what it's about. And we're going to kick some ass this season. I'm here to tell you, man, that ain't no bullshit. This is Trader Craig, yes, and I am out. <laughs> <laughs>